As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. The songwriter wrote, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. We're studying Peter's first sermon in Acts chapter 2, and the great theme of it is Jesus. Now, he begins in Joel. Remember, we've been studying this passage of Scripture uh, from Joel chapter number 2 because it was the foundation for everything he wanted to say, but the message was not about Joel. The message was all about Jesus. Do you see the connection between the person and work of the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, the Holy Spirit came for one reason, and that is to lift up Jesus. Occasionally, I'll hear of places where they want to talk about the Holy Spirit all the time, but they don't want to talk about Jesus. Friend, I want to tell you, that's not the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, when he comes, would not speak of himself, but he would show the things of Christ. And that is why in Acts chapter number 2, when the Holy Spirit comes, the first sermon's about Jesus. The great emphasis is on Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to talk about. I've learned from me personally as a preacher, although I love preaching on many different things, and anything from the Bible is wonderful, but there's no message like a message about the Lord Jesus Christ because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to speak about. As a matter of fact, before I show you this in Acts chapter number 2, let me read something to you from the end of our New Testament, from Revelation 22. This is how our Bible ends. Revelation 22, verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Do you see the connection again between the, the work of the Holy Spirit and the message of Jesus Christ? And so we return today to Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, and we pick up in verse number 22, where the Bible says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. So he begins with the humanity and humility of our Lord because he uses the title Jesus of Nazareth. He starts where they are and takes them where he wants them to go. He moves from the known to the unknown. But he begins in verse 22, first of all, with the demonstration of Jesus. His whole life was a demonstration of God's holiness and purity. His miracles were a demonstration of God's power. His messages were a demonstration of God's wisdom. Everything about Jesus was God showing his divine approval on his son. Then he moves in verse 23 from his demonstration to his crucifixion. The Bible says, "...him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God... Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. So he moves from his life to his death. But this is very important. At the end of verse 23, there is not a period. The grammar matters, friends. 
Uh, the grammar matters. There's not a period. There's a colon, which means there's more to come. And what is to follow is connected to what proceeds. He moves from his death now to his resurrection. I love this. Verse 24, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. And so it's all about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus' demonstration in his life. Jesus' crucifixion, this death, this atoning death, and now Jesus' resurrection. Then in all the verses that follow, he elaborates on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In verse 25, he takes them back to the Psalms. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also, my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. He uses a number of psalms here that these people would have known. Again, using the Old Testament scriptures to point them to the New Testament message of Jesus Christ. It continues in verse 29, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne, he, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. He says, look, you revere and honor David, but David's dead. You can visit his sepulcher. He's buried and in the grave. But the son of David, the one David spoke of and foreshadowed, he is alive and he is well. I'm going to tell you what this message is. It's a gospel message. Christ came and lived a sinless life. He was crucified for our sins. He was buried, and thank God he rose from the dead and is alive. This New Testament message is a message people all around the world in every generation need to hear. It is the message of the gospel. Oh, but it doesn't end with the life, death, burial, and resurrection. He then moves to his exaltation. Verse 33, Therefore being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Isn't it beautiful? Do you see the, the progression? There's such a logical progression of truth but it's God's revelation. We have the demonstration of Christ in his life, the crucifixion of, his, of Christ, that's his death, the resurrection of Christ, he's alive, and then the exaltation of Christ, he rules and he reigns. Sounds a lot like what Paul would later write in Philippians chapter number 2. Jesus Christ humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Could I challenge you to do something? 
First of all, you need to know Jesus. <laughs> Look, friends, it's all about Jesus from start to finish. So if you don't know him, you need to trust him. But if you are a believer, if you profess to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, would you begin to speak more about the Lord Jesus? We should speak more of Jesus than we speak of ourselves. We should speak more of Jesus than we speak of our church and our programs and our ideas and our opinions. No, no, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And here's the beautiful truth. Friend, you can, you can guarantee this is true. When you begin to speak about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God will begin to work. I promise you, when you begin to speak about Jesus, the Holy Spirit says, oh, I like that, and he begins to speak up. And the Holy Spirit of God will begin to empower your witness to bring many other people to know Christ as their Savior. May the Lord help us all to return to the beautiful simplicity and power of the name and message of Christ Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Thank you.